This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. So the curtain's been raised, the new season is upon us, and much like last season, Liverpool have had to make do with a penalty shootout defeat in the Community Shield, following a one-all draw with Arsenal at Wembley. Didn't turn out too bad last season though, did it? I'm Guy Clark, welcome along to the post-game podcast to mark the start of the new season, albeit two weeks away from the start of the new Premier League campaign. Coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp, who's had his say on Takumi Minamino's first Liverpool goal. It was big for him and big for us because um, it was the only thing but what he liked and now since he's with us that he didn't that he didn't score a goal. He had a situation that was close and in plenty of moments. Um, that helps of course, but um, the shape he's in is, is obviously good. The Echo's chief Liverpool FC writer Ian Doyle was down at Wembley to take in the action and give his verdict. I think there were more more questions than answers for Liverpool here. I mean Arsenal at the end, you know, on the on the pitch they were absolutely delighted and that's That will have hurt Liverpool a little bit because they've been used to picking up the trophies to be the ones celebrating it. Plus, our regular contributors return for the new season, including a new voice here on Post Game. Keita will be key for our midfield this season. I think he offers us such a threat going forward and sometimes it looks like the ball is, is practically glued to his feet. So I hope he stays fit this season as I think he can be a real key player for us. Insight, analysis and opinion all to come right here on the Post Game Podcast. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Well, here at Wembley, the Community Shield has taken place and Liverpool have been beaten on penalties by Arsenal. The game after 90 minutes ended in a one-all draw uh, and in the penalty shootout that followed, Rian Brewster was the only player who missed uh, so particularly galling for the youngster because he'd uh, come on specifically to take a penalty and been introduced in injury time. Uh, during the course of the 90 minutes, uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang gave Arsenal the lead after 12 minutes with a trademark curling effort after Arsenal had caught Liverpool with a swift counter-attack. And Liverpool equalised with 17 minutes uh, remaining through Takumi Minamino. Uh, he scored his first goal having come on on the hour along with Naby Case's first goal, I should say, for Liverpool. Um, Liverpool deserved that draw on the strength of the second half performance. In the first half, they, were, they didn't play particularly well. They looked lethargic. They looked like a team who had been, not saying overtrained, but certainly they looked like a team who'd been in a training camp and it, it wasn't quite clicking for them, whereas Arsenal, they they knew exactly what they were going to do. They beat Liverpool uh, 2-1 at the, at the Emirates uh, back in July and this was pretty much the same kind of uh, game plan from Mikel Arteta, you know, to sit deep, play on the break, make themselves very hard to break down and not to concede any goals and that's what helped them win the FA Cup by beating Chelsea uh, in the final and Manchester City in the semi-final and that's what's They've done here, although, as I say, Liverpool were better in the second half, especially when Keita, Naby Keita and Minamino came on. They made a difference, brought a bit of energy, and there was also a, a tactical switch in the sense that they uh, moved to 4-2-3-1, which wasn't seen very often last season, but was certainly seen the season before that. And that got Liverpool going again because the front three didn't really sparkle individually. Roberto Firmino in particular struggled a bit. I mean, Mohamed Salah did okay in patches, and it was he that was involved in the equaliser, he helped set it up for Minamino. And Sadio Mane actually had two chances which were both saved at close range from Arsenal goalkeeper Emiliano Martinez. So it wasn't so Liverpool didn't have any chances, but you could tell it wasn't quite clicking, it wasn't quite right. I mean, in terms of concerns, I think the midfield in particular, it looked a little bit lacking ingenuity and imagination, especially when Jurgen Klopp said afterwards against a team like Arsenal who set out with a, a very low block, as they say, a 5-4-1 formation, and it, and it served them well. Uh, until the second half where the sheer weight of pressure ended up uh, 
paying off for Liverpool and that, as I say, that switching formation and the changing players. I mean, Liverpool did have one or two players missing, key players. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he didn't play. Nico Williams was at, was at right back and had a tough afternoon. Uh, and no, no Jordan Henderson, he's obviously very close to being back and we're expecting him to be back in full training next week along with Joel Matip and he was missed in terms of setting tempo, especially up against a, a packed defence that, that Arsenal had. So all in all, I think there were more, more questions than answers for Liverpool here. I mean, Arsenal at the end, you know, on the, on the pitch, they were absolutely delighted and that's, you know, that will have hurt Liverpool a little bit because they've been used to picking up the trophies to be the ones celebrating and it's, uh, it's been a while since they've been the ones, you know, stood watching. In fact, it was the last time was the, the Community Shield here and uh, since then Liverpool won a couple of trophies, including the big one, the Premier League, and that's what they're basically they're building up towards that opening game of the season against Leeds United uh, in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, still work to be done for Liverpool and with the fact that, you know, one or two players didn't quite reach the level required and the absences may have exposed one or two shortfalls in terms of the uh, in terms of the squad, whether or not Liverpool need to, you know, move in the transfer markets again. Ian Doyle, the Echo's chief Liverpool writer at Wembley, then watching on as Jurgen Klopp's side were held to a one-all draw with Arsenal before, of course, the penalty shootout went the way of the Gunners. Will Jurgen Klopp look to the transfer market? I suppose we'll have to wait and see on that front. But the more pressing issue for the time being will be what he made of the performance, with two weeks to go until the Reds' Premier League title defence begins. Here's what he made of the Wembley outing, speaking with the assembled media. Jurgen, you said before the match that you would not treat this as a friendly, just a pre-season warm-up. How significant do you think the result is in Arsenal winning this trophy? How significant what? How significant was the result and Arsenal winning the trophy, even though some people would say it's more of a pre-season warm-up match? I cannot answer the question for Arsenal, to be honest. I hope you ask me. So um, we were here to, to win the, the game, I hope. Um, that was obvious, um, and we, we didn't win the game. We lost, didn't lose the game, but we lost the competition, obviously, um, because of penalty shoot and um, because we um, conceded a goal from Aubameyang. Didn't Aubameyang didn't use our chances, and that's then your game is open. Scored late, which is not a problem, but could have scored earlier. Um, that would have helped, and um, yeah, had the game then in the right direction, I would say. But then um, the time was. Um, not enough, and um, so that, that's how it is. So, but what it means for us, and I have no idea. So, w were you overall pleased with what you saw from your players, or how do you feel? With parts, with parts of the game, I was I was obviously pleased um, because um, I know in which situation we are, what we did in training, and all the stuff what I expected today. Uh, from a physical point of view, from a tactical point of view, and for the, the game we had to play today here against a de de defensive block, the five-four-one. Um, you need to have 100% fresh legs. You need, you need decision making needs to be um, on top, and um, so that was not. We had not the freshest legs, but it was fresher than three, four days ago. And that's all normal. Um, so we have another two weeks to prepare the the, the, the next season. Um, but when you then concede the goal we conceded, uh, then of course that, that doesn't help at all. And so we had um, to. Yeah, get control back of the game, I would say. We had that in the second half um, with the constant threat, obviously, with the counter-attacks um, and all these things. And uh, Arsenal had a good, good build-up. They didn't really create chances with that. So at any, at any point on the, in the, on the pitch, we won the ball then. But it, we had to work hard for that. And that's how it is. And then, um, But we had our two, three big moments 
which we didn't finish off. That what then that's besides games. We know that, and um, so that's the reason for the result. Yes, thanks for your time. Thank you, Nick. Thank you. Um, anyone else with a question? Oh, there we go, Paul Joyce. Yeah, again. Um, could I ask you about the the five substitutes rule uh, that's going to be debated next week? Are, are you in favour of that? Yes. What, I know it, and, the, the discussion. The discussion will then go again if it's an advantage for, yeah. for the bigger clubs. Um, look, I can I don't discuss it from that point of view. I don't. I don't want to have an advantage in the in the in the competition or whatever. It's about. It will be the. Uh, we have thirty-eight Premier League games in four, in a four-week shorter season. That says it all. And um, all the other competitions will be pretty much the same, as far as I know. And um, that means just that you that these these things would help. But I can imagine that for uh, that other teams see it differently. So, um, but it's never because having an advantage. I saw it last year as well in the last when we played the last nine game last nine games of the season. It thought, oh, good, City brings five players. Not yeah. bad. But it's um, it's all it's all about uh, how can we how can we get through the season and not how who gets a little advantage here, a little advantage there. It's really how can we get through the season. I think for getting in a good way through the season for the sake of of um, the, the football players and the performance levels, I think it would make sense. But I don't make the decision. Okay, we've got Don King followed by John Cross and Matt Dunn. So Don King first, if possible. Yeah, yeah, again, um, just wanted to talk to you about um, Taki and the goal that he's, he's scored. Um, there can be players can have sort of turning points and, and lift off from from big moments like that. How sort of big a day do you think that is for him? Oh, it was, it was big for him and big for us because um, it was the only thing. But what he liked, and now since he's with us, that he didn't that he didn't score a goal. He had a situation that was close in, in plenty of moments um, that helps, of course. But um, in the shape he's in is, is obviously good. I think that could everybody see when he came on. Um, he um, so, but then the, the the goal is more more or less the logical um, um, step after after performing on level he performs now since um, especially in the preseason. So I'm very pleased for him. Yeah, was was very important for us to 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 stay in the game and um, for him just to make this first important step. Thank you, John Cross, and then we'll finish with Matt Dunn. If there's no further ones, John. Hi, Jürgen. Thanks, thanks for doing this. Uh, I, I just, um, just filling on from Milamino. I mean, sometimes it takes a, it takes a while, doesn't it, for a player to become adjusted to English football. There's so much talk about kind of the, the clamour for signings, but you know, can he come in and and, and really um, be like that 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 new signing and maybe make the bigger impact now that he's sort of acclimatised to English football and, and indeed Liverpool, your team. Yes, he can have an impact. That's why we signed him. That's uh, easy. I said I don't want to put down after one or two really good performances in the preseason. Um, um, massive pressure on his shoulder. There's absolutely no need for. Um, we have a good football team. It's difficult to come in that team anyway. Um, but he is a player we, we, which is really useful for us. Let me say it like this: um, It was not only the goal today. He's in between. He's in close in small spaces. Really good. His first touch is exceptional. Um, he's then in these in this decision making between the lines really quick. Um, um, and that, that helps as well. So yes, he can he can be a real player for us. That that was always clear. Um, he came in in the most difficult period of all our lives. I would say is had to adapt uh, to different things. Being alone in England in the in the lockdown and all that stuff. That's all not um, something. It's all nice, 
And uh, so, but he deals really well with it because he's a super professional. And so I'm, I'm really pleased for him that he could score a goal today. And that's another big step for him. Thank you, John. And I think Matt Dunn will be our last question, unless there's anyone else who um, uh, intimates before we finish. Matt, over to you. Hi, hi, Jürgen. Um, yeah, you made a big call with Brewster on the penalties. Um, have you had a chance to speak to him about how that went? And in a weird way, can that be a positive for him in the long term of his career and something he can learn from? Yeah, yeah we all, we constantly have to learn and then to prove then again that we can deal with defeats. We, we lost today as a team, the competition, and, and Rien is a part of that. So if he would have, if he would have scored with a penalty and somebody else, uh, would have missed it. That would have been the same feeling, pretty much. I get it. I get it. It's different when you are the one. I was in a situation myself as a player. Obviously, that's not nice. But there are bigger catastrophes than that. It's just part of the deal. Um, I think with uh, with his technique, shooting, finishing technique, um, I don't think ever in his life there will be a goalie in, in, in touch with the ball around a penalty. But missing it like this is possible because he takes full risk. Um, I didn't see him ever finish uh, missing a penalty since uh, since we worked together. Um, today it happened. That can happen. That's how it is. And um, yeah, dealing with with um, with um, defeats is in football a very very important lesson always. And we are all not perfect in it, but this will not harm him because we will not let it happen. And if somebody to is to blame for that, it's me because I made that decision. It was obvious we do it for the penalty to Shinivan Aldomov, and we did it for the penalty shoot. But I wanted him in that in a in a position because I knew he's a, or no, he's a natural. Confident boy, is is a real finisher. His penalties are really good usually, and today, not. So that's uh, that happens in in football and in life, um, no problem. So just just to follow up, you said it happened to you. Does that mean that you'll talk to him, and you can use your own experiences to perhaps deal with it? I don't. I I, I rarely sh- uh, join uh, or share my football experiences with the boys because uh, it's too long ago and everything. But he, I'm not the only one who missed a penalty in my life. <laughs> in the team, so the boys pick him up. It's not uh, about me that I make it bigger than it is. It's uh, he missed the penalty. We had a few words directly when when he left the pitch. That's all fine. Uh, nothing to apologize for or whatever. That's football. No problem. We should, if we would have won, but wanted to win the game, then we should have scored during the 92 minutes. Uh, we didn't do that often enough, and that's why we it came to uh, it came to um, penalty shoot, and it's a lottery. We know that. It's all about. Who is the best? Who is that? Who is that? It's just you, you have to score. And we did that four times really well. And this penalty was not the worst I ever saw. It was just a little bit too high. It was absolutely no chance for the goalie. Just too high. And that's why we, um, why it happened, how it happened. And what was the occasion when you missed, Jürgen? Sorry. Sorry. What was the occasion when you missed? It's too long ago. I don't know anymore. But it was for sure in a, in a cup game. Whenever. Don't know. It's really too long ago. Sorry. We'd like, still to, help you. We'd like <laughs> to help you. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks again, Tom. Bye-bye. Good. Thank you. Bye-bye. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. So we've heard from Jurgen Klopp and the Echo's very own Ian Doyle. Let's now hear from some of our regular contributors. Matt Whitty to come, but a new voice for the new season first up. Over to you, Lauren Black. This is Lauren from the Redmen TV. Um, Liverpool misses out on the Community Shield after Arsenal beat them 5-4 on penalties at Wembley. Um, Not the best game of football, but uh, Arsenal had some good opportunities and they took their opportunities today. Um, 
they made it a little bit frustrating for Liverpool at times, which was also frustrating to watch. But um, Liverpool, I think, played a much better second half and it proved that a little bit of creativity off the bench is always needed with Naby Keita and Takumi Minamino proving that. Um, Keita will be key for our midfield this season. I think he offers us such a threat going forward and sometimes it looks like the ball is, is practically glued to his feet. So I hope he stays fit this season as I think he can be a real key player for us. Um, just a few few words on Takumi Minamino. I thought he played great today when he came on. Um, that's the that's the type of player we've been wanting to see, you know, since he came to us in in January of this year. And obviously, you know, he didn't get um much opportunity to to prove that to us both before and and after lockdown. But we know that he's capable of a performance that he put on today. And um, obviously delighted for him to get his first his first professional goal too. So I think he'll be almost like a new signing for us this summer, and I'm excited to to see him play. But yeah, um, like I said, credit to Arsenal. Um, I think a lot of teams will be looking to play how Arsenal played against us today this season, try and frust- frustrate us and, and play defensively when we're, we've got possession of the ball. So, um, yeah, now thoughts go to Leeds at home in, in um, two weeks' time and just I just hope that Liverpool can put on a strong performance there and um, get the first three points of the season. Well, Liverpool lose the Community Shield to Arsenal on penalties, continuing what must be a pretty poor record at uh, Wembley since it was revamped in the in the noughties and I thought in the first half uh, Arsenal were the were the better team although we had a we had a period of uh, putting them under pressure where Andy Robertson slung in a good five or six really good crosses and in the second half I thought we were the, we were the better team and we really pegged Arsenal back and uh, um, uh, pressed them into uh, into into mistakes but I think the game kind of shows the the knife edge sometimes of the uh, of, of, of the way that we play in that if you're if you're pressing high up the pitch and you've got players committing to the press as we did, um, you know throughout throughout the game really against a team that uh, can pass the ball as a, as a, as Arsenal can, then uh, then you can get caught out like we did for for Arsenal's first goal and there's there's no way around it. It was a really really classy goal. I mean from their goalkeeper and their centre backs having the ball, they were really under pressure and they just played it round played it up the uh, the right hand flank and then uh, brought it inside in a, in our half and switched it and we were always in trouble from the moment uh, that switch happened um uh, nico williams had a had a difficult afternoon as as is always going to happen with 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 young defenders you know you've got to remember he's 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 only a teenager and he's up against Aubameyang, the uh, the one of the, the best strikers in in europe and uh, he, he he backed off him, and he and he probably could have um, could have closed him down, or or tried to force him onto his onto his weaker foot. Not that Obama Yang's left foot is that much weaker than his right foot, but at the same time, you know, there's a there's a runner left, there's a runner right. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's a difficult situation, and uh, Arsenal are are one up. And it was a, a bit reminiscent, I think, of the uh, of the league game against them, where we'd kind of played okay, maybe been on top, not really. Um, uh, troubled the keeper too much, and then uh, Arsenal were, were lethal on the counter. And yeah, and I think they're, I think they're going to they're going to challenge for the top four this season. I think it's probably too much for for Arsenal to to challenge for the league. Um, but yeah, you can see that they're they're not the wide open Arsenal team that we've been there. Uh, we've had so much joy against over the last uh, five, six, seven years. Um, you know, they they will sit much deeper. They will ex, you know they will explicitly play much much more on the break. 
And yeah, I thought it was probably the quietest game I can ever remember uh, Firmino, Firmino having. Um, Salah was also extremely quiet. Um, he had a sumptuous pass through um, at one point as well that was uh, that was really good. But uh, yeah, really, uh, really, really quiet game. Um, Mane was Mane was a threat and worked so hard. Um, obviously had a, a two one on one saved. Um, but I think I think the thing with Mane is and uh, well all the front three they they just keep going and he, he, even after the second one on one was saved by by Mane and it uh, uh, from Mane and it wasn't the best uh, best attempt. He's still there. He's up straight away. He's he's the one challenging to to kind of win the ball back and the uh, for the throw in and it, it just kind of sums up our uh, our usual drive that we see from uh, from our from our forwards. Albeit it didn't uh, didn't really work today. A um, quick word on Cater, uh, um, Milner, and uh, Minamino. I think I thought there were quite a few impressive um, central midfield performances today. I thought Milner had a had a good game. Um, obviously, he's not as creative as uh, in recent seasons as uh, as as other players but I thought he was uh, he was everywhere in that in that first half I thought when Cater came on he really added a different different dimension you know he is always looking to to drive forward look for the difficult pass he's prepared to take a chance in the in the final third which is uh, which is what we need but yeah, ultimately it uh, it wasn't enough. Um, we got the we got the goal through Minamino uh, playing in midfield, and I and, and I think I do prefer him in that in that kind of role. I've I've not really been that impressed with him in the in the false nine position that he's played. Um, I think he was really dangerous for Red Bull in sort of a wide wide forward role, but he doesn't play the same kind of wide forward role for for us, and that he hasn't really got the the devastating pace in behind. He's more of a sort of a a tricky player that can set set other players up but um yeah hasn't hasn't really worked for him so far in the uh, in the false nine Firmino position but I thought he played well uh, driving on from deep in midfield today and it was great to see him get the uh, get the goal um ultimately it was a pretty high quality penalty shootout with Arsenal burying all of theirs um and us burying all of ours aside from uh, uh Brewster's which uh, which hit the crossbar um so yeah hopefully uh, a, a useful learning um uh, learning uh, learning um, day for the, uh, for the for the team and in a competition that if you lose it really doesn't matter that much but yeah you could sort of see the players looking on as Arsenal were, were collecting the trophy clapping and you just hope that's uh, that's lit the fire in them. Matt Whitty following on from Lauren here on post game and Matt making reference there to the Reds somewhat frustrating record at the new Wembley albeit the Community Shield probably being the least important of the Wembley occasions the Reds have been involved in to round us off, though, picking up on the Reds' Wembley jinx and looking ahead to the new campaign, it's Owen. Hi, this is Owen from Cup On Podcast. Another year, another loss on penalties in the community shield. Liverpool don't seem to like new Wembley. I think we've had only two wins in seven or eight matches there, with both of those wins being in 2012, the Andy Carroll FA Cup semi-win over Everton and the penalty victory in the League Cup final under King Kenny Dalglish, of course. Is there some kind of hoodoo? Is there some kind of curse, some kind of hex? Must we splash another flagon of Bruce's urine onto those posts? Who knows? But yet again, we were unlucky. Bravo to Arsenal. Hats off to Arteta, of course. Uh, They played very well to close down the space, to hold on with some good last-ditch defending and to hit us on the break. However, they were lucky, weren't they? They had 
eight attempts at our goal with two on target, whereas Liverpool had 15 attempts with only four on target. We dominated the game, especially after the introduction of Cater and Minamino, who both treated this game like a glow stick, snapping it, shaking it, and lighting it up. I loved watching them both. Cater's guile is hopefully something we can use throughout the season, and hopefully he can start our opener against Leeds. And I really like Minamino. Hopefully that goal will give him all the confidence he needs. On another day, we would have won. Brewster wouldn't have hit the bar, but of course we can't blame him. On another day, we won't be in this accursed stadium. The taste of defeat is a little bit bitter, I have to say right now, uh, just after the final whistle. But we all remember how we bounced back last season. We bounced back like one of my auntie's rock cakes when it hits the kitchen floor. This is Owen from Cop On Podcast saying, let's get going when the season really starts against Leeds. Unlucky Liverpool. Owen Thomas with the final word on the first edition of the post-game podcast for the new season. We'll be back, of course, in two weeks' time, following on from Leeds United's visit to Anfield as the Reds begin their title defence or title assault, depending on which way you're looking at it. The Blood Red podcast, of course, will return on Monday with a thorough look back on the Wembley showing with our Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst giving his take. Do keep across the echo for even more reaction and an ear out for us here on Blood Red with a Norwegian special of sorts to come on Sunday. But from myself, Guy Clark, and the post-game podcast, thanks for your time and your company. It's bye for now. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.